Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk with Lo. As you should know by now, I'm your host, Lauren, aka Lo. And I'm going to go straight into today's topic because the music scene lately has, in my opinion, been up in the air. I feel like in five years or less, I won't even listen to hip-hop or rap anymore. Just straight R&B and other genres that I listen to. Um, Because these artists nowadays, like, they're just not my type of artists. Like, just musically and, and just as people. Like, I feel like today's artists will rather you know, spend $40,000 on a chain, like, you can do so much, I'm not telling you what to do with your money, but you can do so much more with that $40, you can give that $40,000 to your community, like, you can host a back-to-school drive, or you can buy property and double that $40,000 and make $80,000, or you can be getting paid rent by um, buying an apartment complex or something, you can be getting money every month, but that's just me, and other things like rappers have been in the news lately, and committing murders, and going to jail, and snitching, and just, just being ignorant, um, (laughs) doing different things, saying things to tarnish the black community, and not really uplifted, So, my question is, can you separate art from artists? And my personal opinion is, you cannot separate art from artists. Because, let me tell you why, if you think I'm wrong. Because your art reflects who you are. You can't separate James Baldwin from his poetry or his writings, can you? You can't separate Jean Basquiat from his paintings. Like, can you? Like, I don't, I really don't think you can because they are a reflection of what you're going through. You can even talk about that in the rap community. Some of these rappers were from impoverished neighborhoods and some of these rappers not all actually did have to sell drugs to make a living and just showing you or telling it in a story about their situation and sometimes they talk about how they made it out of those situations so I say people that I know I can't separate are from artists one R. Kelly I will never listen to an R. Kelly song again. I can I can't even listen to songs that even feature R. Kelly, which is low key kinda hard because <laughs> I can't even listen to my favorite Mary J. Blige song anymore because he's on it. And it it just I don't feel right listening to him, especially what he's done to those girls and women um that were involved with him. I just, I can't separate him being a predator from him writing good music or his singing or you just, him being an artist. I can't, I can't separate the two. Um, Kodak Black, like I, I had to just stop listening to him. What he said about black women, um, that he can't date dark skinned women because he's dark skinned, like, okay. And it's just portraying the hate 
that we have for one another because of skin tones. We can't help what our skin tones are. You're black at the end of the day. Black is beautiful, period. So I can't listen to him anymore. And I used to like Kodak a little bit. And I got my friends hip to him, but I I can't do it. I can't. And he he keeps saying negative things in the media, which makes it worse. Like, Nipsey Hussle died. Rest in peace. And he's talking about, oh, how he would get on Lauren London. He pa- He just passed away. That's not a joke. That's not funny. I don't care if that's what everybody's thinking. Just don't say it. It's, it's not the time for that. Like, it's just not. So, Kodak Black, I definitely had to kick him to the curb. Um, Justin Bieber. I used to be a huge Justin Bieber fan when he came out in, what, 09? I loved Justin Bieber. Like, had the backpacks, the t-shirts, calendars, anything I can get my hands on, CDs. Um, But after I heard him say those... Um, N-word jokes, black people jokes, um, I had to stop listening to him because that was just wrong. Even his friends told him, don't say it, don't say the jokes, and he still said it, so he knew exactly what he was doing, and the fact that, you know, black people listen to him, and he, he is who he is today, is just... It blows my mind sometimes, but hey, you know, people just, you know, have their own opinions. They're going to listen to who they want to listen to. So, you know, just like how I'm stating my opinion. Um, So, yeah, I don't I don't really think you can separate that. Like, how can you crack jokes about black people and then you want them to be your target audience in a way? You want to go for an R&B feel. You were discovered by Usher how can you say those type of things so I really don't think that you can really separate the two like my art is podcasting it is a reflection of me like I say all the time I talk about things that I want to talk about that are relevant to me and that I feel will you know assist in other people's growing or assist in my growing as a person and just sharing my experiences, people that I've experienced, and things like that. Like, I I just don't see how you can separate the two. Okay, but I do have this one little issue. Okay, so there's a rapper named TK, if you don't know. And he just got sentenced to 55 years in prison for murder and he's about to face another capital murder charge and I can admit I listened to a few of his songs um knowing what he did um because he talked about it (laughs) in his music um he ran from the cops that's how the race came about and he was in hiding and it's just crazy I think with him it was just like a loss of potential like you could have really if you wanted to have a rap career you could have really had a career um in rap if you did not you know do those things but if you don't know you know his background story he's basically a product of his environment you know his parents are in jail and 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 you know did those type of things so you know it's just like you had the potential to be great or, you know, to start a career. I don't know if he would have been great in his career. 
But just to start, you know, if this is something that you really loved. But, um, yeah. And also, when it comes to, you know, separating art from artists, some people will use people's art against them. Like, take hey, they use his songs in court, which I think is another way to oppress um, black people because I've never heard a case where a white person has um, or a white celebrity or musician has gone to court and they use their music against them. You know what I'm saying? But I have heard where people have committed crimes because they've heard a rock song or because they read a book. Um, specifically Catcher in the Rye. Somebody said they killed somebody because they read that book. I've read that book. I don't see how you go about killing somebody. Because the book is really about a boy being alienated. So I guess if you feel alienated, I don't know. I I just don't get it. But another thing I feel like um, art has a reflection on your future. For example... Um, I would say looking at Biggie and looking at Jay-Z, they came from the same place, but look, um, how they projected their environment. Jay-Z talked more positively and not saying everything was positive, but how he wanted to get out, how he wanted to be the next big thing. And not to say Biggie wasn't the same, but Biggie, you know, album was called Ready to Die and, you know, and he actually passed away. Not saying that somebody was like, oh, you ready to die? I'll come kill you. No, but it was just like, you are what you speak to the universe sometimes. If you put things out into the universe, it can unfortunately come back to you. And that's what I think happened in this case. Um, and Jay-Z is the, the richest um, hip-hop mogul in the world right now. So just look at the different paths and what you the art that you put out and how it, what you put out reflects back to you. Um, also, I can say the same thing for Snoop Dogg, which is my spirit animal. Okay, I love him so much. <laughs> he's funny. He's talented. He can rap, of course. And um, he can act. And I think he's like a DJ now. He has his own show. I think he has about three shows. And he's just, he's doing a lot. And he just seems like a good husband and a good father. So, I don't know. He's just somebody that I admire and look up to. You'd be like, oh, what? You look up to Snoop Dogg? It's just like he has a lot going on. He gives back to his community. He started his own football camp. He has about three TV shows. I think he has like, I think one's on Netflix. I think two's on TV, one on YouTube or something like that. He's produced his own movies. It's just, it's, I can go on and on about Snoop Dogg. But, okay, the what I'm trying to state is he was, like, acquitted for murder. And we all know Doggy Style, one of the most iconic albums, not just rap, but albums of all time. And he, you know, had a song, Murder Was the Case That They Gave Me. And he actually got a murder case. Um, and after he was acquitted, he turned his life around. He said this in many different interviews. And uh, what is that show on MTV called? Like, 
MTV Lives or something like that where they reflect on different celebrities' lives and things like that. But he definitely said that once I got acquitted, I definitely changed the music that I put out. And now we can see him, you know, now. And he's just, he's one of the few of his, let's be real, one of the few of his colleagues to be alive. Like, he lost Tupac, which he was really close to. And um, Nipsey Hussle, unfortunately, rest in peace. Um, that was just, Nipsey Hussle was terrible. I don't mean to get sidetracked, but he, we really lost a real one, y'all. Like, he gave so much to his community. And what's so funny is, I knew who Nipsey Hussle was for a long time. Um, I really didn't listen to his music. I, if he was featured on a song by a musician that I liked, I've definitely listened to it. That's how I knew who he was. But I knew him more for what he's done for his community. And that's what I admired about him the most. And how he loves his children and how he loved Lauren. And it's just, it's just sad that... You can do so much sometimes um, for people and jealousy. Jealousy can just make you do a lot of crazy, crazy things. And yeah, okay. I'm not trying to get sad thinking about that situation because I'm still in that stage um, where, you know, I'm still not over that loss. Um. I feel like this is how people felt when Tupac died. Like, this is, like, when that news dropped, not just the black community was hurt or L.A., but literally the whole world was hurt. And that brings me to another point, how um, art is a reflection of the artist. Because we don't meet these artists personally. It's what their art has made us feel. For instance, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson has made grown men cry, okay? <laughs> For just walking on stage. If you can have that much emotion for someone who has you've never met before because of how their music has made you feel, that is crazy you know what I'm saying or how Beyonce makes everyone feel and you know if you're not a Beyonce fan that's okay but if you don't like Beyonce you um are just saying that because I don't understand how you cannot like that lady but that's another you know episode for another day but Prince, when I found out Prince died, and if you listen to this podcast often, you know that Prince is the love of my life. When he died, when I got that news, first of all, all my friends text me, which made it worse. I'm sorry, y'all made it worse. <laughs> but when he died, I literally, knowing how dramatic I am, I just dropped to the floor <laughs> crying, crying so hard. I cried when Michael Jackson died, too, and people were laughing at me. But Michael Jackson and Prince were my dad's faves, especially Michael Jackson. My dad grew up on Michael Jackson and loved everything about the Jackson 5 and everything about the Jacksons. 
Um, because, you know, they did turn into the Jacksons after Jackson 5. That's why I keep saying Jackson. <laughs> but um, just how my dad feels when he, like, my dad is like a hard man. Like, he doesn't show emotion. But when you put on his favorite Michael Jackson song, he will try to sing it <laughs> as high as Michael. The emotional connection that you have to these songs or that artist, I don't understand how people can say or have the opinion of saying that you can separate the art from the artist like then there are fakers like rick ross i do not mess with rick ross if i know a rick ross song it's because somebody i listen to is on the song or i hear it on the radio i think that you know he is not what he said he is. He was a correctionals officer. And then I get into it with people that be like, he was a CO because he saw all his friends and family getting locked up and killed over drugs and stuff. That's fine. I'm not saying you have to sell drugs in order to be a rapper. Um, Wale, um, he's never sold drugs and he's one of the greatest rappers. J. Cole. Kendrick, come on. Some of the greatest rappers weren't wannabes. They were being true to themselves. They're authentic. And I just don't believe that Rick Ross is authentic. Number one, because of his occupation before he became a rapper. Number two, his name. That is a whole drug dealer's name that he stole to the point where Rick Ross had to change his name to Ricky Rosaires or something crazy. I just I I just don't mess with him because I just feel like you're telling someone else's story. I mean, which you can do, but don't portray it as your own. That's like me freaking copywriting or plagiarizing a Zora Neale Hurston book and calling it my own. No. I, no. Mm-mm. Future is another one, like, I don't listen to Future 1 because sometimes I can't even understand what he's saying. 2, it's how he treats the women in his life. Like, yes, in rap music, unfortunately, they degrade women and call them B's and H's and that's terrible, but, um, you know, some of these rappers, they have families, they have wives, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes they just say things in songs because that's what y'all want to hear, but Future, he treats all his baby mamas, like, in the media, what we see in the media, I don't know personally, but I feel like what you put out there can be true, you know, what's out there can be true. And how he treats his children's mothers is, I I just can't support his music. And it's his fault as well as those women's fault for putting themselves in the situation. Especially when they've seen it on the media time and time again of how he treats them. And also how, you know, he won't let Sierra go. Like, she's doing great, living her best life married to the man of her dreams and has the family of her dreams and he's just he just say you know slick stuff about her like just leave her alone just she's doing good baby future's doing good just worry about you know taking care of your children and you know i guess working on your rap career i talked about music so much now that i realize 
Um, I'm going to talk about some other type of artists. Okay, Mark Wahlberg. He had this one movie out that I like. Um, it's called Rockstar. It came out in 2001, so it's pretty old. But one day, I just happened to look up Mark Wahlberg. I don't know why. I like to read people's biography. But I see that he has a past. And I'm going to read y'all a little bit about what I found out about Mark Wahlberg. In June 1986, Wahlberg and three friends chased after three black children while yelling, kill that nigger, kill that nigger, and throwing rocks at them. That was one case. He has multiple cases doing this, guys. And in 1988, um, in April, uh, Wahlberg, I said Wahlberg. That's his name. Wahlberg assaulted a middle-aged Vietnamese man on the street, calling him a Vietnamese effing shit. I'm just going to cuss because um, he just says these things, and I feel like it's important for me to just go ahead and say it. I'm going to have to put a little parent parental advisory on this episode. But, um... He keeps going like the, he has so many, not so many, but he has a few offenses. Um, he was a, charged in that case with attempted murder and he pleaded guilty to these uh, felony assaults and was sentenced to two years, but only served 45 days. That's another story of how, you know, white people get out of things in 1992. Of the in the month of August, so he just has this criminal history. Just keep going, like he keeps doing the same thing. Um, Wahlberg fractured the jaw of a neighbor in an unprovoked attack. Court documents state that in 1992, Wahlberg, without uh, cause, viciously and repeatedly kicked a man in the face while another man held the victim to the ground. Mark Wahlberg, to me, was a danger to society. And the fact that he came out as Marky Mark, a rapper, like, you don't like black people, you're racist, and then you come out as a rapper, basically exploiting the culture. And I'm all about forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all make mistakes in our past and things like that. And I would want someone to forgive me the way I forgive others and the way God forgives. But listen to this. In 2014, Wahlberg applied for a pardon for his convictions. His pardon application provoked a lot of controversy, um, which I can see that happening. One of the black children attacked by Wahlberg opposed the pardon, saying a racist will always be a racist. A prosecutor in some of the cases um, that Wahlberg was in said that Wahlberg has never acknowledged the racial nature of his crimes and that a pardon would undermine Wahlberg's charity work saying a formal public pardon would highlight all too clearly that if you are white and a movie star a different standard applies is that what Wahlberg really wants so like I said we can forgive people but 
like this prosecutor said, he never really apologized for his actions, especially them being underlying hate crimes. And like she said, um, is this what Wahlberg really wants to show his fans? So I never knew that. Of course, they're not going to blare nothing out like that. But we're going to hear about Chris Brown and Rihanna like we have for the past 10 years. That's never going to die down and nobody will ever forgive that. But Mark Wahlberg can re-image himself and nobody knows. Like, I never knew this information. So now that I know that Mark Wahlberg is a racist, I will never fund one of his movies again. I will never go to a movie to see his movie because of that. And the fact that he did this in 2014 to get this pardon was not that long ago. So... Oh, let me keep reading. In 2016, which was, what, three years away or so, Wahlberg said that he regretted his attempt to obtain a pardon and his petition was closed after he failed to answer a request from the pardon board as to whether he wanted it to remain open. So, yeah. um, Like I said, people make mistakes, but when you can't own up to your mistakes... I can't mess with you. So, Mark Wahlberg, you are out. And that's another topic, too, for another episode of um, just black people portrayal in the media, period, versus white people. And I'm not trying to make this podcast a white versus black because that's not what I'm about. But I just feel like is some topics that we need to talk about and I will definitely talk about them more in season two so be prepared I'll be wrapping this season very soon because school's about to start and I want to really focus on school and get this semester over with I'm ready to graduate honey like I'm so over Tallahassee at this point but (laughs) That is um, my life going on right now. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please leave me any comments. um, Share your opinions. Share this uh, episode with your friends. Have a dialogue and really reflect on what you consume. um, Because not only can you consume food and and it reflects how you look. Um, And how you feel, but also the things that you watch, the things that you read, the things that you listen to. So, yeah, definitely share this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.